Community Matters anytime at BattleCreekPodcast.com or certainly Saturdays after the 8 o'clock news on WBCK. Brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. I'm Richard Pyatt. Sherry Sherbin joins us once again from Miles from Memories. Hi, Sherry. Well, hi, Richard. Thanks for having me today. Well, thank you. Happy holidays. You know, the holidays are uh, typically time for a lot of us to have uh, gatherings, be with loved ones, see family. And sometimes we're seeing family we may not see regularly over the course of the year. And it might be an opportunity, not that we're looking for this, but it may happen, an opportunity to notice differences in our family members and perhaps about their behavior. And this is often a time when that happens, isn't it? Because people don't see folks as often, perhaps, and then when they do, the differences may be somewhat stark. Am I making that up or is this for real? No, it really is for real. Uh, You know, we're really good at being able to um, hide or not disclose changes by having a simple conversation over the phone with someone, even in a FaceTime kind of conversation with a loved one. You know, you can always face the camera in whatever direction that you want to face it. Uh, Short-term conversations really don't allow for longer-term understanding of conditions. And when you finally are put in a situation where you are face-to-face with a loved one, whether you're in their home or whether they come to yours, you're going to be around them for a little bit longer period of time. You're going to get an opportunity if you're going to their home, what the inside of their home looks like. You're going to get a better sensation of how their health really is and how they're taking medications, if they're taking their medications at all. Um, And you're going to get a really good sense of what their hygiene is all about. So again, that is not something that you would generally pick up very well over a phone call. Uh, And they may not think that it's a big deal. But when you are face-to-face for more than an hour at a time, you will start to notice maybe things aren't quite the way that you always remember them. And we approach this from a perspective of dementia, certainly with Miles for Memories, Uh, movement programming research, helping understand uh, dementia, particularly for folks in in Calhoun County. But uh, if you didn't know, boy, uh, Mouse for Memories has had some some real things happening that have been noticed by other counties in Michigan, which is a whole other conversation. But uh, nevertheless, uh, this could mean any manner of health issue that might affect any of the number of things that you just mentioned, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, one of the most simple things is, you know, when you have an opportunity to talk to someone for more than 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you may start to notice that their mood changes the longer you're in this conversation, the more anxious they might become, the more their personality might seem to be changing and their inability to connect the conversation uh, in the same way that maybe they had done in in the past or really understanding even visual impressions that you're giving them something about experiences from the past and they're not really being able to put those two or three things together and go, aha, yes, I know what's going on. And, you know, one of the important things for folks to understand is that, you know, a one-time miss statement or a misstep um, does not make a condition, right? It's really a combination of things that happen over time, over, you know, a weekend visit, over a week-long visit, 
where you're seeing patterns of behavior that are starting to um, make you question whether we need to do some additional testing, um, whether we need to make some changes in the home to make the home safer, um, whether they understand that their hygiene might not quite be what it should be, even if they are living alone. There's a lot of safety risks that go along with that. So if someone goes to a holiday gathering like we've suggested could happen here and they see some differences that might concern them, what do you see that is the most effective thing to do? For a person at that point when they're concerned about a loved one? First of all, I would really probably continue to engage them in conversations and I would continue to reference them back to just older memories and then bring them and equate them to where we're at today, bring in the grandchildren, introduce some new conversations into the mix. And are they able to follow along uh, with that process? But then after that, I'm going to engage their loved one. I'm going to engage their spouse. I'm going to engage, maybe they have an adult child that lives at home with them um, that is helping with a lot of other caretaking things around the house and just start talking to them about questions, about behaviors and responses that they might seem to experience. You know, the reality is sometimes we have different or slowed reactions because of new medications, as an example. So are mm-hmm. there new medications? The loved one would be able to tell you that um, they might be having difficulty with, um, let's just say, seeing, right? So maybe spatially, they're having a hard time putting some things together. Maybe it's just time to go get their eyes checked. When was the last time that happened? Or maybe their hearing aids need to be updated or they need new batteries. And Because if you can't hear someone, you can't adequately engage in conversation, nor can you answer their questions correctly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of need to look at all of those other kind of surrounding tertiary issues that might be going on that could indeed become a problem. You know, I talk about medication, but there's also drug use that comes into play that we don't want to think that our older loved ones are um, engaging in, but it happens for seniors just like it happens for younger adults. You know, maybe it started with the pain medication that they were taking and now they really feel like they need that pain medication to help with their arthritis regularly so that they can move. And um, so it's one on top of the next on top of the next, right? Um, You couple that with utilizing some of the -the over-the-counter things that you can bring into the home. And now we have um, a mass confusion taking place and it's the holidays and everyone's festive with beverages. So now we add a beverage to the process and we may be taking an oppressant on top of now another depressant on top of another depressant. And, you know, our aging loved one might seem a little loopy (laughs) and Mm. unable to communicate. And again, sometimes it's a symptom of the environment and the festivities that are going on, you know, and you can take that a step further and talk about any other chronic condition they have. We have a significant number of diabetics in our community right? As does every community. But let's be frank, unless we're managing it adequately, which is so hard to do with all the yummies that come along with the holidays, right? right? There is a real easy way to have a poor reaction to too much sugars and not the ability to really process those or vice versa, depending on what's going on in that person's life that day. So we can see some adverse reactions of a chronic condition that we aren't managing well because it's the holidays, So, you know, we need to be able to peel back the layers of things that might be causing those other unwelcomed behaviors at the moment and and just make sure that it's not because of something such as that. 
you know, um, the, the power of certain beverages um, give us a lot of um, encouragement to say and do things that maybe we would not say or do. Uh, it, it is not different if you are um, an aging adult versus a teenager, right? Uh-huh. So um, that ability for someone to have that self-awareness of certain things that they should or should not say may not be because of a type of dementia, but rather some of the things that are going on specifically because of the holidays. So I am always about trying to rule out all of those things that are different and unusual for them first. And then once we've done that and we can get the confirmation from the caregiver, from the adult children, the people who spend time with them. And when I say that, I also mean their friends that maybe come over regularly for coffee or to play cards or maybe the next door neighbor. Cause I'm telling you that darn next door neighbor knows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the visits to the box and the conversations and the cars that aren't there or are there and the lights are never on or they're always on, or the music is blaring, or I haven't heard a peep. Um, you know, those people that surround them, whether intentional or not, begin to pick up awarenesses of changes in that person's behavior as well. Do you know my neighbors? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We've all had them. (laughs) You raise a really interesting point, though. A person who comes to a holiday gathering and suddenly has a concern because they see a loved one who might be acting seemingly abnormally, we shouldn't jump to any conclusions, should we? No, no, not at all. As you look at those three um, kind of key areas, whether it is a hygiene issue or something that's going on in their home, if you went to their home um, or health issues for them, that is one of those kind of like barriers or guidelines really to help you break down what's going on and eliminate the barriers in the process kind of one by one. You know, and even if you look at something as simple as hygiene, as an example, Is it an issue because they feel unsafe getting into the tub? Is it an issue because they're not able to wash laundry in the same way that they used to wash laundry? Mm -hmm. Is it an issue because they can't get to the store to get the items that they need for the cleanliness level that they would hope um, is happening in their household? And not just personally. I mean, you can extend that all the way to the house. So, you know, we need to start hooking them up with programs that will allow for um, someone to deliver some of those products to the home. If you don't live nearby, there are all sorts of programs where someone can drop off hygiene products, cleaning products, um, those kinds, even food products, obviously, uh, so that they can continue to thrive in the household. And, and we have a lot of seniors that are afraid to say something because there's that fear that if they say something, then the loved one's going to say, well, you know, you can't really handle your home by yourself anymore. And let's start looking at some different options. Sure. And while there are great options out there, that's not the option that they're looking for at the moment. And sometimes it's just simple, simple changes. Maybe all the lights in the household burned out. So the neighbors are always talking about how dark it is over there, (laughs) but they don't have any light bulbs, nor do they feel comfortable climbing up a ladder to change a light bulb. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's, it's just regular conversation and engagement. That doesn't mean necessarily that they forgot to turn on the lights in the morning or at night or whatever the case might be, they might just not be working. Well, it just underscores that whole notion that we shouldn't assume anything. We shouldn't uh, uh, jump to any conclusions. 
gather facts and uh, evaluate accordingly. And uh, what's that slogan? The more we know, knowledge is power, all those things. Uh, So that's important. But uh, we bring it up certainly because this time of the year is a time when some of those kinds of things might get recognized at a a better rate, I suppose, than uh, any other time of the year or another time of the year. There are things on the flip side that we really do need to pay attention to once we've started to kind of peel back all of those different scenarios. And one of them does that behavior or that household seem unsafe. All right. Mm -hmm. So if it is unsafe in any way, can I make it safe? Or are they, even if I do, are they unable to really thrive in that household if I make it safe? Um, One of the next ones that we might really want to look at is conversationally, we're looking at the cognitive level now. If your loved one is now having the same conversation with the same three people and it starts the same every single time, there's an issue that we might want to take a little bit more uh, look at in terms of why that story continues to repeat. You know, are you at their own home and they keep asking you when they're going to take you home? Mm. Um, That could be an interesting question to be able to respond to. I mean, the first time you can say, mom, we are home. It's just all decorated and it looks a little different. And, um, but if they're the ones that did the decorations, then it might mean we're going to have to ask some further conversations and engage more of the loved ones in the surrounding areas and, and make sure that they are going to be safe, maybe with adjustments or maybe with a diagnosis. And it's, it's just, a real clear indication that we need to ask more questions, right? Just ask. And I I always tell everybody this, when we go forward with the conversation, when we start going and looking at a diagnosis, it's very rare that you would actually get a diagnosis on the very first visit with a physician because the physician um, will take the time to start ruling out all the other reasons why some of these things might be happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we'll get to the final point and then we'll make a decision. And, and then we need to target that decision in terms of that diagnosis. Which type of dementia does it happen to be? Because there's a lot. Um, We often throw everybody into the category of Alzheimer's disease because it seems to be the most popular because that's what we know. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot more. And I I do apologize. Popular is not the right word, but um, it seems to be the one that is most often diagnosed. But once we narrow it down a tiny bit further, we might find something new or there might even be more than one type. Like we shouldn't jump to any conclusions about a certain situation. We shouldn't also rule out anything until we've done some some due diligence. But uh, your point is well taken. This is time of the year when we might start to notice something and uh, trying to understand that better with, with information is uh, the best thing to do. And by the way, if you have questions about uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, Mouse for Memory's website has some resources right on it that folks can access at no charge, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Mouseformemories.org is the website that you can go to. And we do have a lot of technology devices that can be helpful that are very inexpensive and it makes a huge difference. Um, But one last thing that I'd like to at least mention before we end our conversation and we talk about the person who's beginning to demonstrate changes uh, that we can see that are clear. And I would also bring to your awareness that we should, if there's an at-home caregiver, 
look at the at-home caregiver as well. Are they also exhibiting differences in behavior and challenges and frustrations? Because that will also help you to know whether the weight of what's going on in that household is bigger than either one of them is willing to admit. Mm. And, you know, if something happens to our caregiver, then that person receiving care, um, they can no longer sort of compensate for each other. Right. And we may lose a caregiver in the process of not reaching out for some additional help. All right. So some other things to think about that are just as important as uh, you observe that. Hopefully uh, this is uh, a conversation, a subject that is uh, far from your celebrations over the holidays. And we certainly do wish that. And milesformemories.org is a great place to get some more of those in those uh, resources. And uh, we have talked here on Community Matters a time or two about the great technology that you've been working on and so on, and we'll link those uh, episodes in the show notes at battlecreekpodcast.com for this episode, so you can click through and hear those if you haven't, because it is some terrific technology that has been um, just moving seemingly quickly and uh, it really is interesting. By the way, uh, some of that technology, as we alluded at the beginning of this discussion, is being noticed by your uh, law enforcement uh, folks across the state now, isn't it? Yes, most definitely. We have great partners in law enforcement, and they have found uh, the devices to be very helpful in returning a loved one home without an unnecessary trip in a vehicle of any kind or visit to the hospital, but rather a return right back home, which is where they need to go. And, you know, lastly, I would say you're going to have children at many of these events, and sometimes children get confused and are unsure about what to do. And, you know, Miles from Memories has those video series about children or for children to understand dementia. And the biggest thing that we can help children understand is that love and patience and just understanding are three things that they can do. Um, just love them as they are. Mm-hmm. Right? as they go forward through the holidays. Absolutely. And by the way, we've done a a series of episodes with Miles from Memories podcast episodes, which I'll also share in the link uh, in the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com because uh, they would allow you an opportunity to uh, listen in on some further discussions about various aspects of, of dementia and Alzheimer's. Well, uh, Sherry, many thanks, as always, for all the hard work that you and the volunteers do in Calhoun County with Miles for Memories. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Lakeview Ford as well. Appreciate it. 